Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is Austin Fitzgerald with uh, the Going Deep podcast. Um, yeah, the last week, week, and a, week and a half or so has been kind of uh, yeah, kind of crazy just, you know, with a lot of personal issues going on and um, trying to get that all worked out. Um, but we are back. We are back at it now. And... Yeah, so in this episode, I just wanted to talk about the whole messy situation and uh, where he's ending up now, um, and where he's where he's decided where he's been deciding that he wants to end up. And then I also want to just talk about the whole um, Chief Roster situation as on Thursday. Um, it was announced that they Wednesday or Thursday. It was announced they. Um, Cut the roster down to 53 uh, people, um, which obviously leads to some interesting decisions being made. Um, and so we'll dive into that and, yeah, what this means for the team going forward. This is Austin Fitzgerald. Let's go in deep. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Um, this is your man, Austin Fitzgerald. This is a new episode of Going Deep with Austin Fitzgerald. Um, yeah, so the last week, it's been just a lot going on with just a lot of personal things and, you know, trying to deal, deal with all that. Um, but, yeah, so that's why this is kind of late on the – Late posting this, um, I was wanting to get something posted last Saturday, or usually that's when I when I do it is on Saturdays, but um, that obviously did not get did not occur, and um, but yeah, so you're here on Thursday, gonna get it going. So um, yeah, but before I want to get going, I just want to. Lift up prayers for um, the reason why that um, I was not able to do the podcast. Um, one of our friends, my brother's dear friends, who he's known for a long time, um, just uh, suddenly passed away last. Um, is either is there either is between Monday to Thursday. I think it was one of those days, um, but yeah, it was a very sudden thing, and yeah, it's, it's just a very um, horrible situation all around, as we've, you know, we've known him a while, a while and um, yeah, he's a very young guy, so um, prayers up to him and his family, it's just a very tough time, and also to my brother and all of his friends who knew him, um, so now I've hung out with several of them in the coming, day, the coming days, and yeah, just how everything, yeah, just happened very, very quickly, um, so, but, yeah, so, as, so, um, just getting that, yeah, just want to get that out there as, um, it's important to, you know, 
check on people and you know never you never know what could happen to them next day so um yeah but on a happier note um yeah as like i said i want to just get back in the saddle on the saddle and today's going to be a lot of a lot of sports talk i know the previous um few episodes it's been all you know politics and sports relating to politics and i'm gonna get a little into it um later on in the show but um yeah as i think you know everything is permeated the sports world or even politics so yeah um but yeah the first thing that i want to talk to you is i mentioned off the off the top is the uh, Leo Messi situation. Um, if you remember, remember um, last last two, or it was a few two Tuesdays ago. Now he sent a memo to the club saying that he wanted out of uh, Barcelona, citing some problems with how the team is running. Run. They've had some bad defeats as of, as of late. Um, you know, with Neymar now running his show and, you know, with the management of Pep Guardiola now on to Manchester City, he was not vibing with the new manager and uh, wanting to be large and in charge. He uh, sent, he sent a memo to the club saying that he wanted out. Um, and then there was speculation where he could have, could have gone, and on or a few days after that, after that, it was um, it was seen that he wanted to be with uh, Manchester City because of the reason that I just said with Pep Guardiola, Guardiola um, as the as the coach there. Um, as you know, he was the before he went to Man City. He was the coach uh, on Barcelona from 2008 to 2012, um, where they won uh, three Liga titles and two UEFA um, championship leagues and. Um, Yeah, but I think and I think another reason, um, but you know after that, yeah after that, because um, another interesting, um, another interesting interesting um, development in the story is back in twenty sixteen. Um, Messi was wanting to do the same thing, but um, claiming that you know um, that Pep was that um, Messi was trying to say that Pep um, got on the phone and tried to persuade him to join in City back in join City back in 2016. But um, he said in response that he did not call Messi because he wanted to play for Barcelona for many years. Um, and he hoped he hoped he, he hoped he end his career there, but maybe one day he'll decide that he wants to play somewhere else. 
and say anyone is learning, kids learn English and um, that there will be a list of four or five services program clubs that will want to sign him. Um, but yeah, and you know, Pepe's has problems with his own. Um, he's been able to take uh, Manchester City past, past the quarterfinals of the Champions League, falling at that stage in the past three seasons and the last 16 before that. Um, so obviously, um, have, having, having Messi would, you know, be a huge be a huge step to hope through that, um, knowing the history that they have been in together. Um, Yeah, and just knowing that, knowing knowing the household name that Leo Messi has, I mean, you see him every day on, you know, the radio or the on television, and you know all all the uh, Amer all the Americans, you know, love the guy, um, and. Yeah, and just seeing how, um, yeah, seeing how he is, he is, he is treated in, in the, you know, the soccer community, as we all know, um, with the, with the whole Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo debate, um, you know, who, who is better, um, and we grew up we grew up uh, watching the whole El Clasico matches between Real Madrid and Barcelona, and um, but obviously with Cristiano Ronaldo back in back two years two years ago now I think switching from uh, Real Madrid to Juventus. Um, we do not. We do not get those. Um, we do not get those anymore. And you know. And also, I think, you know, Messi, um, as he as he did he, as he did say before, um, with this with this move, he wanted a free. They they wanted to say that um, they wanted to transfer him for free. Which obviously was, you know, not going to happen. Um, but back in 2016, when he was, you know, wanting to do the same thing, leaving Spain with Manchester City open, the city was opening to open the paying 150 million for him and 100 million less than his release clause. And that was. Um, According to Mundo Deportivo, um, which is the Spanish version of the independent magazine, um, and that was that was and that was that had that had come after he, um, yeah, he told Barca that he wanted to leave Barcelona and join them after originally quitting. Um, International soccer the first time he's a, he's back and it's been was in the last World Cup he's back and um, 
has been, you know, with them for a while. Um, but Argentina had a Copa America loss. It was Copa, Copa America Centenario. Um, and that was after their second defeat in that June of 2016 uh, year. Um, but, yeah, so, but I think with with that, too, um, Messi also saw that, saw this as a um, way to not just go to Manchester City and join the likes of Sergio Aguero and um, his uh, coach, Pep Guardiola, and Um, and just the stature of Manchester City, you know, um, no stranger to winning, winning uh, Barclays Premier League titles. Um, so, so that so that was obviously, you know, something that um, was on his mind. But I'm um, according to this. Um, there was more than just Manchester City and the, and the uh, City football group, and he can potentially give them ways to move into other areas of the game and even facilitate moves to major major league soccer further down the road, further down the line with New York City FC, um, as we've seen, you know, with players before him like Frank Lampard, um, actually going to New York City FC after. Um, being with Chelsea and um, Pepe, Pepe going to uh, Orlando City. I think it was, I think it was Pepe, Pepe, and then obviously we have all known um, David Beckham, who um, in nineteen ninety three got to start with the Manchester with Manchester United, and then in two thousand four um, went to. Real Madrid, and he was or 2003. He was he went to Real Madrid. He was with Manchester United from 1994 to 2003, and then 2003 to 2007 he went to Real Madrid. He was in Real Madrid, and then um, for the next and then I had a little cat, cat and mouse game with Milan um, before eventually finishing his career back in. 2012-2013 with Paris and Saint Germain. Um, so this is so this I believe was a very uh, yeah it was a very um, very uh, pop it was a very you know popular motivated move for Messi I believe to you know after spending you know 17 years with the with the with Barcelona to finally get a new, you know, new team and, um, yeah, and, yeah, new, new environment and, um, yeah, but obviously, um, and, but as we have seen the last couple of days, he said no to that and, um, he is now going to stay in Barcelona for uh, the time being, which is seem which seems like a good decision. Um, knowing 
yeah, knowing, yeah, just knowing where you would go and um, all that, but yeah, so that was just a story that I thought was really, really interesting and something that um, Yeah, something that we've that we've you know seen all too much in the, in the United States here is with LeBron moving to Miami and then back to Cleveland um, to bring them a title and um, you know Dwight Howard moving on from the Orlando Magic early on in his career career and it effectively ended it as we all could guess. Because he was never, he was never the same after that, um, and yeah, just players like you know, yeah, Shaq with you know moving on from the Los Angeles Lakers when he was paired up with the late and great um, Kobe Bryant and the formidable formidable team that they were now moving on to. Uh, the Miami Heat, where he was still a force to be reckoned with, but um, wasn't quite the same with players like Udonis Haslam and Alonzo Mourning and um, Shane Battier and I don't know. I don't know if Shane Battier. Shane Battier might have been still with the Rockets, um, but. Yeah, so I think um, yeah, it was one of those one of those moves that um, yeah that you know maybe that maybe uh, Messi wanted to try, but ultimately it wasn't in his best interest to uh, attempt to try um, or attempt to move on move on. Um, from so yeah um, but yeah I just now but yeah I want to move on to my next topic I got here with um, you know as we all know the elephant in the room uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are starting um, their season um, today um, against the Houston Texans at home at Arrowhead, um, and I just read that it's been 222 days since that um, great Super Bowl 54 title in Miami, where the Kansas Chiefs won against the San Francisco 49ers, um, 31 to 20 after um, being down 20 to 10. Early in the fourth, I believe, um, with that infamous photo of, um, yeah, with that infamous photo of um, the uh, 49ers trying to, you know, think they got the, think the they got the game wrapped up and took the took the photo, not knowing what Patrick Mahomes would do. Um, on after that, um, but yeah, I just wanted to spend a few 
minutes here talking about um, you know just some of the roster decisions that were made um, that were just kind of you know in my mind kind of kind of weird um, as when you as when if you look at the the uh, the depth chart as um, last I think it was last week or sometime uh, the all the all the clubs had to officially um, had to officially trim their, their roster size down to uh, 53 players and that obviously um, has led to some hard decisions um, but yeah one thing that I that um, that I wanted to take note of um, not including the uh, quarterback situation I'll get that in a little bit but the thing that struck me was um, the team carrying four um, four tight ends as compared to three running backs because um, yeah and I and I looked and I looked this up last season um, but most of the games that the Chiefs had they really only used one maybe two tight ends and the second tight end that they really used was Blake Bell who is no longer on the team this year um, and even then he would only get one or one or two uh, catches a game um, most games not even in any of them and you know Travis Kelsey who is who's not only the best you know tight end on our, our team but also the best tight end in the NFL and um, yeah and so I, I think that was something that just always surprised me was you know when Travis Kelsey would get six or seven uh, yeah catches the game and he's the bulk of the offense there um, none of these other guys are really going to see um, are, are really are really going to see um, you know much much time as um, you know because from from all the football that I've that I've watched um, tight end sets are pretty easy to uh, defend defend against um, but when you start looking at um, you know if you're look, yeah when you start you know looking at players like what the new uh, running back that we got just out of the LSU quite out of and you know Darwin Thompson those guys are pretty hard to defend against because when you can get um, a third down passing back who can you know not only run but also catch it out of the out of the backfield um, and that's why I was surprised that they um, got rid of uh, DeAndre Washington as um, last year he caught 36 passes um, for 292 yards um, as opposed to 108 rushing for 386 yards and three touchdowns and he had one he had um yeah he didn't he didn't have a, a 
passing touchdown, but or, or receiving touchdown. My bad. Um, receiving touchdown. Um, but he had three rushing touchdowns. Um, <clears throat> so I think when you look at a when you look at a um, a tight end, you know, in that in that slot position, that's pretty easy to defend against because you know he's not going to be, you know. Change it up anywhere else, but with running backs, um, you can scheme it in a way that um, they can be run, run or passing every other player, or and keeping the keeping the defense on their toes. Um, but with t- tight ends, they're kind of you know stuck in that stuck in that one same um, position. So, um, but obviously with Travis Travis Kelsey at the home. Um, no, nobody even though, even if you can try to stop him, you won't. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. As you know, going back to the, the uh, DeAndre Washington situation, he had a pretty good start with Oakland uh, with 87 rushes, rushes for 467 yards. Um, but then had a couple down years, only posting 100 plus yards in each. Um, but then, and then ramping it back up in 2019 before he got released because of the emergence of uh, second year back now, Josh Jacobs. Um, 108 yard rushes for 387 yards, which still is 3.6 um, yards attempts. And, so, yeah, I mean, he played sparingly compared to Josh Jacobs, but yeah, I was surprised that they were they let him go so go so quickly. Um, but yeah, especially with you know the weapons that um, the Chiefs have and the arm that they have in Patrick Mahomes, I was surprised to see that they would not go. With more passing down backs rather than you know ones out of the out of the backfield like they have in um, you know like they have in Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Darwin Thompson. Um, but yeah, the next what I wanted to focus on next was the um, you know situation with the quarterback situation as. Um, we all we all know that um, last year Patrick Mahomes had a pretty devastating injury, or not not devastating, but pretty uh, yeah pretty pretty eye-opening injury that you know people were get getting all up in their arms about because um, especially now signing a ten-year five hundred hundred three million dollar contract, knowing that he is. Not knowing that he is injury prone and you know is able to get those injuries, um, <clears throat> it really did scare those scare those people. Um, but you know what what we don't give enough credit is in those three games. Um, in those three games with um, when he when he was out, um, starting with the. Uh, yeah, Green Bay Packers. Um, they won two of those three games. Um, 
and the the and they had um, you know Matt Moore was at the was at the helm um, for those games um, in the first game in the first game the only game that they lost only had 117 yards but or wait they so they they lost the first game and then they won the second game and then they um, lost his final game before um, Patty came back in week 11 against the Chargers on Monday night. So it was a Thursday night. It was a Thursday night game in week seven against the Broncos, which they won 36. So the game was already in hand, but um, the loss in that game was felt. Um, but yeah, in a 31 24 game, you know, we don't talk about how. You know, Matt Moore was one that we could have lost all three of those games quite quite easily, and he kept us in the game all three games. But um, you know, defense problems that we've had um, for years now um, did not help in those that help in those games as we gave up 31 points, 23 points, and then 35 points again. Um, but in two or three of those games, Matt Moore um, threw for 260 plus, plus yards. Um, I think he had um, 262, or I think he had 275 in um, week nine, and then 262 in week 10. Um, four touchdowns and no interceptions with um, first one touchdown in the first game, two touchdowns in the second, and then one touchdown in the first. And I mean, when you look at that, and you, you saw how, yes, Patty is the uh, anchor of this offense, but when when he go when he goes out and he's injured, and you need someone to fill in for his spot, um, Matt Moore was more than capable of doing just that, um, and so I think that was. Um, Yeah, and it, and it, and he proved just that by the way that he the, that he played. Was he spectacular by any means? No, it wasn't. He was, um, you know, a game manager like Alex Smith, who, um, even though he didn't send us deep into the playoffs, he, uh, yeah, even though he didn't send us deep in the playoffs, he, um, he still. Um, yeah, he still got us, got us there, and you know, got us the uh, wild card game, and then eventually the uh, divisional. But yeah, so but yeah, nobody, you know, looked at him as a game manager, but or looked looked at him like we do Patrick Mahomes, who can you know, not only you know, play at a high level, but exceed expectations. But um, Alex Smith is always wanting to make the safe pass, um, make the safe run, or, you know, do it within the limits that you can control. And I think that's, that's exactly what we saw with Matt Moore. Um, obviously, you know, he was a little, little rusty coming from uh, Miami um, as a backup quarterback there to Ryan Tannehill, I believe. Um, so he hasn't had, he, so he hadn't had that, experience for a while um but he, he showed that he was more than capable of 
you know, leading leading this offense. Um, if Patty were to come out, because um, as we did see last, as we did see, um, as we did see um, last year, Patrick Mahomes is more than um, more than capable of getting injured again, and especially in this ten-year contract. Uh, they want to try to protect them as much as they can, but that isn't going to be, yeah, that isn't, he is going to have some, some nick-ups at some point, and you cannot um, protect against that. So in his absence, we need a quarterback that can, you know, lighten the load and, you know, get get us through get us through that patch. So when Patty comes back, the, the – uh, um, the impact isn't felt horrible, horribly. Um, but yeah. And I think the, the next argument I want to make is like, I mean, yes, you can say like Chad Henney is, um, 35 and Matt Moore is 36 and you want to, um, you know, not have somebody who's old and washed and, um, you know, and experience matters. I mean, that's why they—that's why they had both of these guys because they had been on uh, previous NFL rosters. Um, Chad Henney was with the um, was with was with Jacksonville, um, backing up Blaine Gabbert, and then and then the uh, late uh, Blake Bortles. I don't know if he backed up Gardner Minshew or not, um, but he cert- most certainly did uh, back up um, Blaine Gabbert, and then. Blake Bortles. So I understand that Chad Henney is 35 and Matt Moore is 36. Um, but Chad Henney only appeared in one game last last season, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a regular season game. It was, it was a preseason game, and um, where he went seven or 14 for 96 yards. So it was it was so it was. One of one of those where it just wasn't. I mean, 96 yards and a touchdown in one game is good, and especially for someone who, um, yeah, has hadn't been playing playing that much. You know, need, needed that that needed that experience. Um, because in the only because yeah, because that was in the second game of the season, um, in a 17 to seven loss. Um, so, yeah, and, I mean, an argument can be made that Moore didn't play, but, yeah, an argument can be made that Moore, he played in the more, in the games that actually mattered, and although he lost two of the three, like I mentioned, um, yeah, although he, meant, you know, although he, yeah, he only lost one one of the one of those um, um, one of, he only lost one of the two games that he played. Um, so argument can be made that he was more of a winner than Chad Henney was, who lost in his only game seventeen to seven, and he didn't even get hundred yards um, with all the weapons that he had available available to him. Now, obviously, Tyreek Hill and um, Travis Kelsey and um, guys like that weren't weren't playing um, just because 
you know, it was just the preseason, and they're trying to rest those guys, but I just I don't get I don't get the notion of you know if we're going off of game tape, I don't know why uh, Matt Moore wouldn't be in that backup position to Patrick Mahomes because because again, like I said, Patty is gonna get nicked up and injured, and I would much rather have um, a proven guy who came in for him to lead the, lead the offense and actually win rather than Chad Henney, who we still don't know how he fits yeah, how he fits in um, this offense and what he can do with it if um, Patrick was to get injured. Um, so I just think moving forward, that'll be a thing, that'll be a thing to watch. You know, obviously with – Another thing, obviously, with the, the defense, um, see Spagnola has done a tremendous, tremendous job, you know, revamping it, getting rid of guys like, you know, Justin Houston, Eric Eric Berry, although they were, you know, huge, huge parts of this offense at one point. Yeah, yeah, getting getting rid of, rid of those and um, adding some, some, some new guys um, with – you know, the big signing, obviously, was Tyran Matthew. Um, Earl Thomas was, you know, was going to – was the, the second guy that they were considering for this position, but they ultimately went with Tyran Matthew um, to the benefit of the Chiefs as he's been, you know, one of the anchors of – anchors in that safety – in the safety position that he plays um, along with the uh, – Chris Jones signing that new, signing, signing that new two three year deal. Been a long time coming for the for the Chiefs as, um, yeah, it's been since Feb, February 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 third that we've seen this team play and with, um, with the, uh, yeah NFL deciding that they weren't going to go forward with the uh, three preseason games. This is the first time that we are seeing the Chiefs offense out on the field, although we will not see what they are getting out of the backups. It'll be um, fun to see what, fun to see um, if the, if the number one, number one offense can pick up right where they left off and, uh, you know, run it back for them for another uh, Super Bowl championship. One thing that I did want to mention is um, before I actually go here, I just remember, this, but it's been it's been widely widely heard that um, not only the not only the Chiefs but um, teams all around the NFL for for Week One are going to be be uh, practicing and engaging in social justice initiatives. Um, a lot of those are unnamed and and um, deciding on what it is they want to do. I think for me personally, watching the the video, I know the Chiefs want to, you know, try to create it. Create Arrowhead as a polling place. Yeah, a big part of you know making changes is is voting um, for yeah the people that you want to see make making that change. Um, but I think something in, interesting that I wanted to um, yeah point out is. 
I just I want I want to see that. Okay, if you if you want to new all new and all that, um, that's okay. Well, that you know that's your personal decision. I may not I don't agree with it, but um, you can do that. But um, I want to see, I want to I want um, these players to start putting their money where their mouth is, um, especially looking at you know our team with. Patty making 450 million or in a couple years um, as he's finishing out his his, um, his rookie is uh, first alteration of his rookie deal this season and the next season that gets bumped up and then and uh, and then next season after that is when his tenure year deal begins uh, but yeah, at, yeah, ten years, four hundred fifty million, and then Frank Clark at five years, five years, one hundred four million, and Chris Jones, four years, eighty million. Um, that's five hundred fifty-four. That's over six hundred million million dollars for three players. Um, so yeah, I think something for me to pay attention to is that should be paid attention to is great. You want to, you know, raise awareness for this on. You know television, but if you really care about the issues that you want to, um, that you want to, you know, talk about, then put your money where your mouth is, and you know, um, actually, actually do something about it, not just you know, purchase a signal on TV and um, do all these things, but actually make a change for the for the uh, communities that you serve, because. Um, like I said in the episode um, last time with um, with LeBron and the uh, the NBA, um, yeah, like you can say you're all for Black Lives Matter and all that, but until you stand up to um, the people who fund your league, um, such as the Chinese government and all these other you know governments, and um, you um, you know, you uplift bad behavior and from several other other people, and but you but you don't um, open up your pocketbooks and actually give to some of these initiatives that really do help um, the people that you're trying to, you know, that really do help the people you're trying to help. Um, it's just not gonna, it's just not gonna, not gonna work, and people are gonna see right through that. And so I hope in the leading days after when all this you know when when all this continues to happen um we see players that are willing to do that and yeah you, it's yeah it's great that you can make um arrowhead a pulling try to make arrowhead a polling place and you know make all these sentimental videos of how you want to make you want to encourage the um population to vote as um there was a lot of non-voters in the last election, which meant, so it makes sense why um, you, you why you want to do that. If you really if you really are caring about um, the population around you, um, why haven't why haven't you been registered to vote? Why haven't you been um, engaging in the, engaging and um, engaging in local discourse about these issues and 
why haven't you been putting yourself out there? But yeah, it's just another thing with the hypocrisy of um, you know what they have a, they have all these money all this money um, they it, they want to tell people how to spend their money but they don't they don't want to put themselves in a position to spend money of their own to um, forge some of this stuff um, just like you know Patrick Holmes was what's his new uh, six hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar shoe closet um, you know as a Obviously, as a new cornerback, uh, he gets some, you know, privileges that um, people and uh, new businesses in the real real world will not get. Um, you know, and you know, being being looked at as the the face of the organization, and you know, um, having people you know do stuff for him as, you know, his six hundred fifty thousand dollar shoe closet. Um, he, you know, he built it, and and you know, and um, discussions with the people that he, uh, you know, was get was getting it from. He decided to end up end up ended not end up not paying it, and Bleacher, Bleacher Report ended up uh, putting the bill um, because it all ended up having to do with um, Patrick didn't want to. Um, you know, he didn't want to um, display their display their logo or um, everything, which you know, I which I which I mean, I understand that you know, as you know, as a person in power, you can do whatever you want, but it's just another thing. Is like, if you really care about these things, you were you will be wanting to put your money where your mouth is and instead of just, you know, having everyone else do it for you. It just shows that, you know, you're wanting to live in an alternate reality and, you know, pretend like everything is, pretend like you're helping and pretend like you're um, doing all this good stuff for the community, but until you actually get into that community and, you know, be told where where um where do they want you to uh where do they want you to help it's just not going to be you know the same uh, and so yeah that's what i'm that's all what i'm among other things other things with the game and the depth chart and how you know certain players perform and you know how they use this how they use the new new tight end schemes with the with foreign rosters, see if they will um, employ multiple or um, just Travis Kelsey by himself. Um, but also, you know, how before the game, um, what the Chiefs decide to do, and at, and after that, how they will um, continue to move that discussion forward um, and not just, you know, um, do what do what they are wanting to do but um really you know make a difference for the people that they want to um and i think that's something that a lot of other people are looking forward to as well um you can say you can talk a lot of talk and you know um say a lot of things say a lot of things but until you drive actions and you know 
because you because this is a harsh reality for some, but in other countries, football and basketball to the um, to the to the lengths that we have it are not available in any any in really in any other country. I mean, obviously, soccer is a big um, soccer is a big a big thing in in Europe, but that's but it's all drove, driven by demand. We have the demand for basketball and football, so that's what allows you to make these contracts. So, um, so it's important to you know be be involved in people who will drive those contracts and um, give the money that you were that you want to have. Um, otherwise, you know, it's it's all for nothing and. You know, at some point, people are going to stand up and realize that you haven't been doing anything for them. And so they're not going to, you know, they're going to stop going to your games and stop um, buying your apparel. So the uh, money where your contract comes from will keep on going down. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just wish that would be something that the Chiefs would keep in mind as, you know, Moving forward on from tonight, uh, depending on what it is they did, they choose to do, um, that they would just you know continue this conversation in a, in a in a more in a constructive manner, and you know do do something that benef- benefits you know everybody. And I want to do a quick uh, you know cheese. Chiefs prediction before the game begins tonight. I'm gonna to say um, the Ch- the Chiefs are gonna win um, 34 to 10. Um, Patrick Mahomes is gonna go for um, 300 yards and quite a, quite Edwards Hilaire's, um gonna get 150 150 yards um, with uh, two touchdowns and Patty's gonna get gonna get three touchdowns. Um. Yeah, to get the season started off, want to know on the other route for the play on on another route for the playoffs. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for um listening to this podcast and um. Yeah, I hope everybody's been doing well in the midst of this whole situation. I know it's tough, but um. Yeah, at least we have cheese football and other sports to now uh, talk about and uh, yeah, keep on going. So yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening and I'll see you in a little while. So thanks guys.